Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the work-study student here at KLRC. If you're like me, sometimes you don't catch things as they're happening on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. Here's some highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Isaac and Robert from Middays, and the drive home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. On Tuesday earlier this week, I came into the office and was delightfully surprised to see Christy had made a giant pot of queso. I didn't ask questions. I just thought it was a good day. Turns out it was National Queso Day. So yes, it was a good day. Here's Mark and Christy. It's National Queso Day today. Yeah, it is. It sure is, Mark. Do you remember what happened about a year ago today? Mark and Christy flashback. This um, this song's going to be something. I just know it. Well, you know, it's just something I put together. It's just a way to express myself when it comes to cheese dip. Um, just to maybe reignite, you know, that fire. I hope it will inspire the people to reignite the fire they have for cheese dip. You so know? you were inspired because today is National Queso Day. That's right. That's right. And I realized, like, the station bathroom has amazing acoustics, by the way. Okay. So, so I was in there just practicing, and then I just brought it out, and then, you know, just the song, it it just really, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what our listeners it, will think about it. Did it kind of just it. hit you all at once? Um, yeah, it just came to me. It was a, a divine moment for me. Okay. For sure. Well, if there's so. anybody who could write a passionate song about cheese dip, <laughs> it's, it's you. For sure. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So you're going to sing this for us? Yeah. I, mean, um, I thought it would. Uh, let me see if we can put a little something on the microphones here to give it that, you know, like when you sing in the bathroom, it's got that cool <laughs> effect for it. So yeah. Let's see if we can. I, I love that. And remember, I mean, this is, it's not about my voice. It's about the message. <laughs> Never close your How good this was. <laughs> There's no tenderness like before and you're not your chin. The lyrics. Thank you. Feel it? You're trying hard not to show it. Oh, I feel it. But maybe, maybe I know it. You want that cheesy Oh, it still gets me. This is something. I mean, I don't think there's no welcome in your eyes if I did what I did to you. It just flows so well. Now you're starting to criticize even my mom's fondue. It makes me feel like crying. You hear the emotion? Yeah. Happy Queso Day, everybody.
The editor and producer side of me hears Christy's song and wants to professionally record it, get some auto-tune, get some music beats, and turn it into a bop to throw on iTunes. But you know, it's also special to have things like this for yourself. Your own expressions of joy and delight, not to be criticized by other people, just something between you and what you're celebrating. And for Christy in this case, it's cheese dip, and I think that's beautiful, and I'm so glad that she shared it with us. Up next is a positive difference story that sounds like it came straight out of an action film. I gotta give a shout out, Mark, to 18-year-old Logan Schneider. Mm-hmm. Just a regular day. Okay. He's on his tractor. All right. He's helping his brother tend his cherry orchard. Okay. okay. Get a little work in. He's on the tractor, and he looks up, and a helicopter is plummeting from the sky. He looks up just in time to brace himself and move just slightly, but the helicopter so falls like on top him. of him and the tractor. Wow. Okay, and he didn't hear it at first because he had his AirPods in. Okay. And, and it's <laughs> which is classic. <laughs> teenager, I guess. <laughs> totally. And, but you're in a tractor. It's not like you can move fast. Yeah. It, the most bizarre story out of the whole field. This helicopter's coming straight right. down. So the pilot had no control, clearly. No. On the tractor. It lands on him in the tractor. And he moves just in time. He's able to get out. And he hears the pilot screaming, like, help, help, help. Mm. So, and, and there are flames everywhere at this point. How scary. He goes to the pilot, reaches through the flames, unbuckles his seatbelt. The pilot is hanging upside down, by the way. Unbuckles the seatbelt. Pilot falls to the ground. He runs over, lifts up the pilot, and drags him out of the scene. Not too much long, or not too much later, probably maybe a minute, I'm guessing. The whole thing bursts into flames. The wow. tractor, the helicopter, all of it. They could have both easily died. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just think about the provision of God on the pilot because uh-huh. let's say he landed in a field. Yeah, he's all by himself. Uh, if the pilot just would have landed straight down in a field, that was game over. You know, but he had this kid who saved his life. Amazing. And uh, they go to the hospital. Logan, the teenager, he's 18. He suffered second-degree burns on his arms and muscle damage in his back. The pilot had a broken arm. Within 24 hours, they're both out of the hospital. And Logan said, I just feel like God was watching over me and protecting me mm-hmm. and the pilot. And anyway, he said, you know, any moment could be your last moment. And we need to savor each breath we take. And the crazy thing is, Logan, he's aspiring to be a pilot as a career. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, I know he's not going to be a, a, a farmer. I, I would <laughs> never get on a tractor. Tractors. Again. But still to still want to be a pilot after yeah. that? That's and maybe pretty... he's wanting to redeem this pilot's mistakes. Maybe I don't so. know, but crazy story. How amazing he was there to be able to help. Oh, yeah. How incredible is that? How God protected both the pilot and the kid on the tractor, and how now they're sharing this rescue story with us. I completely agree. Life is never guaranteed. And I, for one, try to take it each day. Thankful God has given it to me. And each day is an opportunity for us to do God's work. Speaking of the days, here's Mark and Christy reflecting on some good old days, asking the question, if you could relive a season of your life or a specific day, what would it be? It really got me thinking with that question yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
the what if you could go back or relive a season or moment in your life mm-hmm. because it was like so good that you like oh if I could just do that yeah again yeah that'd be awesome so you've been thinking about that yeah and then I saw you put it on the Facebook page mm-hmm. it's been kind of fun to see listeners I did I want to know your answer I yeah I was thinking about it all day yesterday there's probably a lot that I would choose but. That season after I graduated college mm-hmm. and had to come, you know, you do the whole adulting thing. You're learning to live on your own for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. Had my first real job, right. paychecks. Yeah. Um, you know, not tons of responsibilities yet. You know, didn't have a family, anything like that. Um, and you're just trying to figure your life out. Right. You're, in a, you're, you're young. Yeah. You're getting to do the adulting thing. Right. And you got a little money in your pocket. Not yeah. a ton. No, not, not, but a, in fact, enough not a ton. To, you know, but just like... enough to like barely cover rent and once yeah. in a while do something fun. And um, I, that, it was just a fun season. You're meeting new people. I'd moved mm-hmm. to a new town. So, all, you know, all that stuff. That was a really fun season. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick a moment out of that season, it would definitely be the, my first date. With Tiff, Aww. who would then become my wife. Yeah. Would t- I would totally relive that. Wow. And I think it was because my head was spinning so much mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was this, like, I kind of got blindsided. I'm like, I think I actually think I want to marry this girl. And there's no way I can know this now. Like, really? uh, the whole logic. This was on the f- day of your first date. First date. And I was like, no way. This does not happen. I'm so logical. I was like, no way. No, like more, there's no way you can know this now but it was, there was this like thing inside me I was like what in the world like that's my wife yeah and I think it sent my head spinning mm-hmm. and there's part of me that like I'd love to go relive that just so I could soak in the experience of it mm-hmm. a little bit more mm-hmm. um, maybe not have my head spinning quite as much yeah um, but I would I mean yeah I would, that would be so much fun to just be captivated Wow. That. I, I love that. I think that's powerful. That's, I hope she's listening this morning to hear that. If she's not, will you tell her that today? Okay. Will you All tell right. her the conversation we're having and just say, hey, I, I talked about you this morning. And and then do they so? Is that the moment you would relive? or? <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun thought experiment. What day or moment or season of life would you relive? Not to be boring, but I have the same answer as Mark. My first date with my now husband, I just knew that he was the one like over four years ago at this point. And it's crazy to say that, but something inside me just told me I just had this unshakable feeling. And here I am now. (laughs) Time is pretty crazy. It moves faster the older you get. And suddenly all of those precious moments are memories. Up next is Isaac, and he has some thoughts on dinner time. I love being ahead of the curve accidentally. It's Isaac. Thanks for hanging out with me. Early bird dinners have been a thing that I've been sort of picked on a little bit jokingly from a lot of people. I'll normally eat dinner anywhere between 4.30 and 6.30 p.m. along with all of the, um, you know, I'm going to say the more seasoned individuals among us, the older folks. I love to eat dinner around then. I'm just hungry then. It makes sense to me. I eat, get food over with, and be able to hang out the rest of my evening 6 p.m., though, according to trendy experts, is the new 8 p.m. for dinner. Due to changing habits from the pandemic, people have started eating dinner earlier. My question is, what crazy people 
have been willingly eating dinner at 8 p.m. I get it if you're held behind at work and stuff, but oh my gosh, 8 p.m.? Are you eating at a nightclub? Dude, what? (laughs) They're saying that there's also health benefits of eating at 6 p.m. You're awake longer to burn the excess calories. You're not just eating and then going straight to bed. Listen, I'm eating dinner at like 6. I'm in bed at 10. I maybe am living my life like an 80-year-old, but I'm having fun doing it. So really, who's wrong here? Not me. Isaac, I am right there with you. My family grew up eating at like 5 or 6 p.m. So when I realized that people eat at 7 or 8, I thought they were crazy. But now with my college life and work schedule, I'll admit I eat pretty late now, but not by choice. Early bird dinners for the win. You know what's not for the win? Allergies and the flu. Here's Isaac on that. So if you've been coughing and sneezing a little bit more like I have this week, it's okay. According to scientists, this week is the worst week of the year for asthma and allergy sufferers. Experts warned that the third week of September is peak week for ER visits related to the conditions as illnesses like the flu surge and pollen counts reach seasonal high. They warned that the third week of September is peak week for asthma and allergy complications. A combination of high ragweed prevalence and the start of flu season leads to a surge in doctor visits. So if you're out and about, make sure to take your precautions, your medicine, everything you're needing to stay safe and healthy. Make sure you're doing that because, yeah, I've been sneezing like crazy all day today. And turns out it's not just me. It's all of that nasty stuff in the air. So be careful. Well, that makes me feel a bit better about everyone around me coughing. Just kidding. It's just that time of the year. Colds typically happen as the seasons are shifting, which is right now as the weather gets colder. I tend to get sick pretty easily, so I'm admittedly a bit nervous, stocking up on all kinds of vitamins. Speaking of autumn, here's Anson and Kara with an autumn-themed quiz. Kara, I'm sure you've seen these, like, scrolling through social media or somewhere. Or you see these, like, quizzes that uh-huh. they always want you to take of, like, you know, are you this Disney princess? Yes. Or how big of a fan of this band are you or oh, whatever. Yeah. I-, I saw one of these quizzes today, and it kind of made me laugh because it's really just kind of silly and satirical. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's called uh, the Christian Girl Autumn Quiz. Oh, boy. And whether or not you are truly a autumn Christian girl. Okay. And so I just thought maybe I'd ask you a few of these. Sure. And kind of see where you line up. (laughs) See how this goes. So, for example, do you own a fashionable hat with a very wide brim? Oh, actually, I don't. No, okay. Yeah. You're missing that one. I am. How about the navy vest, sleeveless vest that kind of looks like what Han Solo Solo would wear? Yeah. Surprisingly, I also don't have that. Wow. Okay. The knee high boots, the brown boots. I don't have brown. I have black boots that are knee high, but not brown ones. My goodness. I know. I'm Uh, failing. Have you ever handed out (laughs) tracks instead of candy at Halloween? No. No? Have you ever carved a pumpkin with Brene Brown's face in it? Oh my goodness. No. Do you have pumpkin spice toothpaste? No. Wow. Wow. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I'm you just, have uh, yeah, I've you failed. failed, Christian Girl Autumn. <laughs> okay. I wish I was a Christian Autumn Girl, but I also failed the quiz. No vest, no wide-brimmed hat, no beautiful brown boots. Very sad. But hey, I may not be a Christian autumn girl, but I do bake all kinds of autumn treats. Just a few days ago, I made apple crisp muffins. My stomach is growling just thinking about them. What I lack in boots, I make up for in muffins. You may need some comfort food next. 
grieving is a weird process. And I think it's hard to help people around you when they're grieving. And all of England just spent several days in mourning over the loss of Queen Elizabeth. Here's Anson and Kara about that. You know, I thought it was kind of interesting, Kara, that over in the United Kingdom, after Queen Elizabeth's death, the government declared 10 days of mourning. Mm. And my wife and I, we were talking about this last night. This kind of reminds us of these traditions of mourning in cultures far in the past. Yeah. That we don't really do anymore in the same way. (laughs) It's true. Right? I mean, we have periods of mourning. We have funerals and these types of things, but we don't necessarily like dress in all black and sit in ashes for weeks at a time anymore, right? Not as official. And I'm not proposing that we go back to doing that necessarily, but I do think that Queen Elizabeth's death is kind of bringing an important issue to the forefront. How our culture handles death and grief. Mm. And I was actually reading today, like bereavement experts are really hoping that this event might spur conversations about the sometimes awkward relationship that our modern culture has with dying. Yeah. And I think this is something that applies to us as Christians. You know, Mm. I I think occasionally we could get tempted to think that grief might be a sign of weakness, right? As if like our Christian hope should keep us from shedding any tears. And Paul does say in one of his letters that Christians should not grieve like those who have no hope right because we do have hope but he's not saying we shouldn't grieve at all exactly right right and we know grief isn't wrong because jesus himself yeah grieved, right he shed tears at the grave of lazarus mm-hmm. he wept even knowing that he was about to raise lazarus from the dead exactly so he had hope in the future but he still cried in the present mm. so if you feel burdened by sorrow and grief about the loss of a loved one, or if you feel like you're beating yourself up because the tears haven't dried fast enough or the pain hasn't subsided quick enough, Mm. I think you gotta feel free to release yourself from unbiblical, unrealistic expectations. We can cry to the glory of God, Mm. and we should never feel guilty for doing something that Jesus did. Mm. Grief is an appropriate response to loss. I have never lost anyone close to me personally but I have known friends and family members who have, and it's a hard thing to walk through with someone when you don't know how to help. And I think even if you're going through a grieving process, you don't even know what to do yourself, but maybe hide it or feel ashamed of the tears and the grief and the pain. And I think Anson is right. There's nothing wrong with going through the grieving process. Like Anson said, Jesus did it. And I wonder if Jesus did it not just because he was feeling the emotions he was feeling, but also so that we can live by his example in knowing that this is right and okay to walk through. If you're walking through some grief right now, I hope you'll feel God's presence with you. It's not easy, but I hope these words from Anson and Kara helped you see it in a new way. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great day.